You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. and this is an episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast. Today we have Latrina Walden from Latrina Walden Exam Solutions. Latrina, thanks so much for being on the podcast with us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Sure. Um, So why don't you give us a little background about you as a nurse? What kind of nurse are you and and how did you get started as a nurse? Well, so that's a bit of a journey. So I actually started out um, as a nursing home administrator. So I was administrator of a nursing home, actually of two at the same time. Uh, Always wanted to go into healthcare and decided to not go to medical school, I think like a lot of us, and went that route. So I was running buildings, but couldn't stay out of the nursing station. Um, So I would sit there and read all of my patients' charts because I wanted to know what was going on. In the midst of all of that, I ended up um, started in California and ended up moving to Georgia and became an administrator, not of a nursing home, but just um, of another healthcare organization and did that. And I had a very supportive boss and said, hey, what do you think? And they were all nurses and said, what do you think um, about me going to nursing school? And she said, I think you should do it. And so as the supportive VP that she is and still is, she gave me the go ahead and I took off and went straight forward and went to nursing school. And I actually worked full time until the last um, semester. I had a lot of support within my organization to do that. Um, It is not normal and most people cannot pull that off. That's Um, so true. (laughs) Yes, it it is. a. Yeah, it is a big deal, big deal. So I had a great job um, and here I am going to nursing school. Um, Went to nursing school, actually went to a technical college um, and and got my ADN and um, did that, became the RN. And I worked in uh, my organization for about a year or two after that. And then after that, I decided I needed to be on the floor um, or more so on the floor. And I specifically wanted to go to Grady. I am here in Atlanta. And everyone who's everyone knows that if you work at Grady, you can work anywhere. Um, So that's what I did. I wanted to learn and I wanted to learn fast. And that is where you do that. And became an ER nurse at Grady. So I saw all of the things, loved all of the adrenaline. Um, It is a love-hate relationship with Grady. Um, I usually explain it as a bad boyfriend. It will beat you up day after day and you just keep returning because it is an amazing place. Um, so it's, a, it, you know, but it, 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 I learned so much. Um, did that, stayed in the ER um, for a long time, for about nine years and then, and worked trauma and did all of that. And at there comes a point when a lot of nurses will start to anticipate what the residents are doing or what the attending will order. And I always knew that I probably wouldn't stay on the floor. Um, And that point came. And so I said, well, I think it's time for me to go to MP school. Uh, So I did that and I registered. And in the midst of all of that, had children and all of that good stuff. 
and minor things, you know, yeah, minor things, <laughs> little things. Um, and went to MP school, and here I am now, you know, as a nurse practitioner. I work at a free clinic um, right now just because of all the goings ons. And um, I was, you know, lucky and blessed at a very supportive spouse and um, didn't need to come out the gate, you know, working full time and, and going so hard. So I did go to private practice first. Um, but it just kind of didn't work for me and my family schedule wise, even though I was part time. And at the time, all of this, this, this company was starting to explode as well. So as it exploded, I noticed I needed to be a little bit um, somewhere else where I had a little bit more free reign of my schedule and went to the free clinic. So I was actually at two private practices. Um, prior to me going to the free clinic, and that is where I am right now. Okay, so you went from emergency department trauma for nine years to um, a, an office job. That sounds <laughs> that yeah, hard. yeah. I went to when I became a nurse practitioner. I went to private practice, and I I did. I loved it. Um, I actually loved my patients. Um, it was kind of in the inner city, and um, I still adore it and miss it. Um, but again, it was just scheduling wise, you know, when you also have a spouse who works 15 hour days as well, um, it became very hard with two little people. So I have a, I, I have a nine year old now and an about to be six year old. So they were much younger uh, when I started all of this. And then I actually ended up moving to another practice and then going to and going to the free clinic. Okay, so where did the, the business idea come out of all of this? So at what point <laughs> were you thinking about the business and then tell us what the business is? Yes, so the business, uh, the name of the business is Latrina Walden Exam Solutions. Um, and what I do is I am a professor because that is something I did also as well in the midst of all of that. Um, I was a professor for 10 years, so I taught and I taught what I called the business side of healthcare. So I know all the things about Medicare, Medicaid, um, how to run things, obviously. Um, and so uh, I, when I was in nurse, uh, nurse practitioner school, I noticed that there was a gap um, and I noticed that people were tutoring and I thought, well, I've done this for 10 years. I can absolutely do this better there, you know, there were just things that I saw teaching wise, teaching, teaching methodologies that I felt like I could improve upon. And so I actually started this kind of as a hobby <laughs> um, and would do it just occasionally for a couple of students. I would announce um, in a group that I was available to do one-on-ones and I did that and I started my own little group and I did that for uh, probably about four or five months and got a good number of people. And then one day it just exploded. And I had so many people in my inbox and I was like, what in the world just happened? And um, turns out one of my students who ended up of course passing was like, she's amazing. You guys need to listen to her and um, you guys need to pay attention. And that is what started it all. 
And I thought, oh my gosh, this might be a thing. It's marrying all of the things that I love, which is teaching and nursing. And that is how this started. Yeah, so the power of one good client, right? <laughs> one good client. That is all I tell people all the time. Uh, so this person, um, were you charging people for this at this point or were you doing this for free and said, wait, there's something here? Like how did, how did that transition? Yeah, so I was, I was charging people because obviously it's my time. Um, so I was charging people um, pretty similar to what I'm doing now. Um, and uh, business-wise, it began to take off and the financial aspect of it continued to um, increase. And <laughs> what made me kind of form everything officially, which I did fairly quickly, was, oh my goodness, I don't want the IRS coming after me. <laughs> so, <laughs> and they will. <laughs> um, right, and they will. Um, I always tell people the government may be slow, but they will, they will catch up with you and they will find you. And so I formed things very quickly. Um, and then also realized I cannot do this manually um, because of the sheer amount of people. There's no way that I could work my jobs. And, you know, again, that was seeing patients and being a professor in the evening time because my program was um, in the evening, worked at a four year university. There's no way I can do all of this and manually uh, manage all of this. So then I ended up, uh, one of my first big purchases was hiring uh, my web developer and hired him and said, look, this is what I need this website to look like. And this is what I need it to do. And he built it and I built everything from scratch and we're still together <laughs> at, at this point. It's like a relationship. Um, but yeah, we, we built this website and that way that took that burden off of me so that I could do what I love, which is the part of researching and creating. Right, because you know that is one thing that new business owners get stuck in. I got to do everything, and I got to figure out yes. HTML and CSS and blah blah yes. blah. And you don't need I, to know any of it. <laughs> listen, that is not my ministry. I will tell anyone who will listen: tech is not my ministry. I know when I need to outsource things, and I knew immediately that is something that I needed to outsource because I had no interest in it and didn't want to learn it. Right. Um, all right. So, so you have the, these people that are coming, and what exactly is it that you are teaching? Are you teaching exam prep, or are you teaching like coursework? Um, what What do you teach them, and how do you organize what? You so that's a good question. So um, on my website, and what my company does is it. I liken it to a digital study guide. And so I am teaching exam prep. We will be moving into a complete um, course, you know, work for you to progress through as you go through school. Although some people do use my program that way currently because it is, it is kind of designed that way. Um, but it is mostly exam prep right now. And it helps you to understand the disease processes and the clinical things that will happen and what your patients look like when they come to you with these disease processes and helps you process through um, what you need to do. As a result, it helps you pass your boards. Um, and I'm very specific in certain types of language that I use. 
onwards so that you are ready um, to take your exam. And I use buzzwords and keywords to help you remember what that disease process is so that when you are reading a test question, you may not know exactly what they're talking about initially. Uh, you may have some dif differentials in your head. Uh, but if you see some of those same buzzwords and keywords that they use in all of these journals and in the research and the evidence-based practice and the books, you're like, wait a minute, I know what rust color sputum refers to. And it helps you jog your memory as to what that disease process is. And you will see those same types of things on the board exam. And so in turn, you end up passing your board. Um, so... And I love uh, businesses like yours, and I'm going to ask, uh, you know, one of those kind of obvious questions that might have stopped people <laughs> from doing this. But I mean, there's already like big companies out there that do test prep, right? So, um, you know, what was it that either they weren't delivering or you thought, oh, you know, I'm going to compete. Can I compete with these guys? Because I think a lot of people would have just been like, oh, well, they got it covered. So um, right. what was your thought? Or maybe you didn't think of them or you just like... <laughs> they stink <laughs> you know just right <laughs> so I'm absolutely um I do not know how to half do anything it's kind of my claim to fame if I'm going to do something I'm going all in full out um there are only uh what three I call them the big three big four that nurse practitioners use to pass their exams right um so I decided that the market was small enough that I was able to infiltrate it and um, hopefully kind of take it over. Um, and I make no secrets about that. I absolutely do want to um, do that. And I intend on becoming one of those main study um, persons that you think of when you are trying to pass your boards or trying to pass MP school. Um, it is hard. Uh, so I absolutely understand why people have not done this. Um, it takes a lot of research. People are relying on you. It is, I spend a, an enormous amount of time going through evidence-based practice and researching and building things. And that is why things do not come out quickly um, because I have students who request lots of things for me um, and lots of programs for me, but it is time consuming. And, um, and you have to be right. You know, you can't, this is not something where there is a gray area. Uh, you, when you are teaching someone, especially in our healthcare field, you have to be correct. Um, so I absolutely understand why people have not <laughs> ventured into this arena. Right. Yeah, because <laughs> it's uh, that is a lot of work. So, uh, and what which test do you prep for? So I prep for ANCC, AANP, and AGNP. We um, are soon to be coming out with some other lines, but that will be uh, later on this year. So you'll probably hear about a lot about that, but they've been at minimum, you know, a year, year and a half in the works of um, researching and, and doing the work to get the information behind all of that. Okay. Um, and do you, uh, are you doing the all nurse practitioner tracks or do you specialize? So right now it is family, AGMP and um, uh, an adult Jero. So those are the ones that I have out currently. That is what I support right now. 
I do intend to extend into other lines and that's part of what's coming out later this year. Um, but again, it's, it's such a big amount of research. So no dates or anything, but yes, eventually everything else is coming. Okay. And um, the courses that you have, how do those mm -hmm. work? Is that something that uh, it's like um, they work with you in a course live or is it for a yeah. set time period? Yeah, that's a great question. So I do have lives. Um, so I do not read off a PowerPoint. I absolutely do jump around when I do my lives because when you go and you take your exam, you are not um, going to read questions on boards and it's gonna go, okay, now we're gonna do the cardiac section. Okay, now we're gonna do respiratory. They, it does not work like that. Um, it is more of a icing on the cake. I am asking you to jog your memory um, and not remember by recognition. So it is more of an interactive live experience. Um, and it is five hours long, which um, I do a couple of times a month. I will let you know right now though, that I am planning to revamp that live. So that will actually change um, in quarter two of this year. Some of the other things that I do offer is um, one of the things that I'm known for is the bronze clinical crash course. Um, and that is a four hour lecture that is on our platform that you can listen to at your leisure. And um, it, you can just kind of talk along with it, but you can listen to me. So I have a lot of people who listen to it with their kids or listen to it in the car, um, you know, as they are traveling or just listen to it in the house. I had one guy tell me he listened, he listened to it the entire time he painted a room. Um, so that you can do at your leisure. Um, the other, and that is just complete straight lecture. The other course that um, is our favorite is um, the Bronze Max. And so with the Bronze Max, what that has is it has PowerPoints and it is organized and it is organized by section. It is everything that the clinical crash course is not. Um, in the Bronze Max, like I said, there's PowerPoint, and then I lecture over those PowerPoints. But then I also have the PowerPoints available to you um, if you do not want to listen to my lecture. In the Bronze Max, you also get access to the clinical crash course. Um, so you'll listen to the PowerPoints that have pictures and all of that good stuff, which is very important when it comes to derm and things like that. And um, then you'll go through all of that, and then you will listen to the clinical crash course. I do have ANCC PowerPoint, so like an all-encompassing um, clinical and non-clinical as well that, um, that does, uh, you know, have a lot of information. Those ANCC PowerPoints are filled, filled with information. So it can be quite overwhelming. It is not something, none of these really are anything that you can kind of zoom through in a week. You know, it is part of your study plan. So if you are studying for the average four to six weeks, um, which is what on average students do, then you will do that along with your studying. Um, how do the, I guess I'll ask this, like do you um, partner with colleges of nursing or do they kind of see you like, you know, you're kind of doing what we're supposed to be doing, but we're not really doing it the great way. Like. <laughs> right. So actually, I um, was partnering with the school in Ohio, um, and then the pandemic happened. <laughs> so I was actually uh, going to Ohio. We had scheduled it. We were doing 
one of my live sessions, it was going to be a two-day affair for their students, and they were going to open it up to the public. Because um, uh, in, in that area of Ohio, um, it was a small school, but, you know, it was near some major universities as well. And they were going to um, open it up to everyone else. But then the pandemic happened and that did not happen. Um, but that is the plan uh, is to also and be able to include, you know, some universities and things like that. I'm actually partnering with um, a professor locally where we may be uh, beta testing a lot of the things that we are coming out with and that we are going to do um, soon, so. Um, but in general, do you, do faculty refer students to you? Do you, uh, do you present what you're doing and, and get a positive response for them? Um, I'm only asking because it, it feels like, yeah, and I, I can say this because I'm an associate professor that, you know, a lot of times we don't teach the way students need to teach and then they have to go and buy courses to learn what right. it is that right. in some way the university should be teaching but aren't. Right. And that's exactly kind of why I started this and then really kind of got full fledged into it because I noticed that there was that gap, right? So how we teach it in school, and, and we have to teach it that way because we have regulatory bodies in academia that say, well, if you have a program, you have to do this and you have to test this way, right? Um, however, what I did notice is that it is very different when you go and you test for your boards. It's a completely different way of testing and a different way that we are taught um, the information. So I'm trying to kind of bridge that gap so that um, when you go and you take your boards, it's not completely foreign because if you're going into boards thinking that this is like school, okay? Because I hear a lot of, I got a 4.0 in school, so I should be able to do this. I don't understand why I didn't pass because it's not like your exams at school, that's why. Um, they are not asking a lot of the specifics that us as professors would ask um, in your nursing program. Um, so it is, is a different way and I focus on that. Okay, now you have um, something else on your website called the NP Collective, what is that? <laughs> yes, yeah, so the NP Collective is brand new. Um, it is uh, uh, just launched in January. So it is a private group for nurse practitioners. Um, it is the first of its kind. As you know, we have plenty of Facebook groups, right? <laughs> that we are all able to join and see, but the part of the problem with that Facebook group is that um, anyone can join. Um, so there could be physicians who do not care for us <laughs> in those groups. And we've seen that, right? So we've seen when people ask questions that they are screenshotted into the internet world, they are on Twitter, they end up in these uh, PowerPoints, basically that lobby against us. So what I did was I created this uh, group um, that you must have an RN license um, or an NP license, and you can be at any level NP that you can join. It is fully and wholly run by my company. Um, so if we cannot verify you, you will not enter. And what we do in there is we are deep diving into a lot of clinical aspects. So you're getting that support aspect and that educational aspect. With some of my programs, um, the previous ones that I mentioned, we offer CEUs. We also do that in the MP Collective when we talk about certain things. So for example, I am 
um, talking about diabetes. It's one of the first disease processes that I get a lot of questions about that we're going to kind of deep dive into. So we're having a pharmacist come in and speak um, about the new drugs. And then we're gonna do some, um, he's gonna talk about just kind of drugs in general in primary care. We're having um, someone who specializes in endocrine come in and talk about um, diabetes and what that looks like and what that looks like for you um, as an NP in your practice and how we manage things. Um, we're talking jobs. So I've got a lot of speakers coming in talking about the different aspects of jobs and offering some CEUs for some of those um, speaking times. Okay. And then you also have, um, uh, that sounds awesome, by the way. <laughs> that sounds really cool. Um, the uh, NP, hashtag NP in five minutes. What does that mean? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I get good. that a lot. Right. It sounds great, right? Um, so we know we're not going to be NPs in five minutes, uh, realistically. However, um, in the bronze clinical crash course, I said that a lot and it became a motivator and it became um, kind of this positive thing that if I do what I'm supposed to do, if I study the way that I'm supposed to study, if you study the way that Latrina is telling you to, you too will be an MP in five minutes. So it just became a, motiva a motivator. So it became kind of a hashtag um, and things and people, people love it and people um, kind of gravitate towards it. So that's that's all that is. Oh, okay. I, I, uh, no, I love that. We, I, you know, we all, uh, you know, logically know that it's impossible, right. to become, but, it, but the truth is it really is like a little bit at a time, you know, because exactly. uh, we all know if you jam crash study for something, you just, you, you, you might remember, yeah, you'll, you won't remember it. You, you yes. have to remember it. And, and a lot of my program is geared towards helping you understand, you know, even though you're passing your boards, but helping you understand what that patient looks like with that disease process when they walk into your office you know, when they walk into your exam room, okay, my patient may present and look like this. Remember, this is what I studied because again, there's a little bit of that gap as to really and truly understanding what your patient looks like when they come in with XYZ. Right. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you're not going to go to your attending and be like, well, there well you I, don't, go. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the patient, but I passed my boards. <laughs> exactly. And, and we get a lot of that, you know, people are afraid to ask their collaboratives and and let's just be real there's not a lot of support i mean there's good support and people are very lucky in some aspects but then in some aspects folks get into these situations and it is not a supportive atmosphere um and they want them to do a lot of things very quickly and when you are new and uncomfortable and unsure of yourself um it can be a tumultuous time yeah absolutely um, now you had mentioned before your vision, um, and I absolutely love that vision. Uh, you know, I love that uh, you're not afraid to have that vision too, because it's a big one. Um, yeah. But what do you see coming up for like 2021? Some solid plans. Wow. Yeah. No, we have a lot coming up for 2021. So one of the first things that we're doing is we're enhancing our powerpoints. That is actually going to drop in the next two weeks. Um, so we are adding a lot of things to PEDS. Um, pediatrics because we got a lot of requests for that a lot adding a lot of things for women health women's health because we had a lot of requests for that and just some general updates and and guideline changes um, we did the NP collective uh, we're launching some of those newer lines this year so um, people who are in maybe acutes or um, 
you know, uh, other areas can, can look for us um, to have those same types of products that we have where they can listen to them at their leisure. Um, and they can, you know, enjoy for their, uh, for their line. Um, we are also working on a few other kind of, we're starting to kind of lean into that written aspect. So some books and things are coming out. Um, we have outlines coming out. So it's going to be pretty exciting. Um, it's, it, there is a lot of moving parts right now. I was just talking to uh, my team and uh, we, we are full speed ahead in 2021. So it's going to be pretty, pretty great. Oh, that's awesome. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's a lot. Um, I do have five full-time team members and we um, have a contracted person um, as well. So as we grow and as we get those things out, um, you know, we are all about serving our students. And um, I think that is one of the things where we found our niche. So if folks have questions about how to study, um, and the great aspect of it is we don't even care if you took or bought our product. If you have a question about a disease process or what this means, or you don't understand it, students can always email us um, because right now we have the capacity to answer that um, and, and answer them. And we'll say it in a different way so that you understand it. And we'll keep saying it in a different way until you do understand it. Because at the end of the day, Yes, we want you to pass your boards. And yes, we want you to purchase things from us. But we also want you to be a very good MP. And we want to model the support that we um, want for our industry. So support is a verb, right? So we are very adamant that we support you through your journey. And that does not mean just while you are trying to pass your boards, but also afterwards. So when students pass, we get some students who remember us and say, um, I have a patient who's doing this and I am uncomfortable. We will do all of the research for you and try to help point you in the right direction. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That really is supportive as opposed to just, you know, it's not just uh, about passing the exam or, or answering exactly. the questions the right way. Yeah. Absolutely. That's wonderful. All right, Latrina. Um, well, where can people find you? How can they find out about your NP groups and uh, learn more about you? Um, wonderful. Um, so you can find out about us at latrinawaldenexamsolutions.com, solutions with an S. And in there, you can click courses. You can find out all about me. You can find out all about the courses we offer. The live schedule is up. I do do that about a month at a time, um, just because it's according to my schedule. Um, uh, the MP Collective, it is not a rolling open. It is in cycles, so it is closed right now, um, but it will reopen uh, somewhere around April and May. And then um, when we do that, there'll be a big push and you will see that across all of our social media uh, handles and lines and groups, and you'll be able to join that as well. Um, my Instagram is latrina underscore Walden underscore NP. Um, and we are posting there on a regular basis. We're on LinkedIn. Uh, so we are pretty much everywhere. You got Latrina Walden covered across the web, right? <laughs> across the web, across the web. We're really trying to kind of change the game on this MP um, industry and really model that support and give you guys good information. 
Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Latrina. Absolutely. It was fun.